Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, I am so glad you guys are here. I said I was going to stop counting after episode 10, so I guess I will. This is the next one. I guess you'll have to keep on counting. But this is the real Kathy Lee, and I hope you really liked episode 9 and 10, Confessions of a Fake Supermom. I I tell you, if you know me at all, you know that I do not have my stuff together. So if you are sitting here listening to this thinking, man, Kathy, she must have it all together, go back and listen to those episodes and then today's guest will probably be able to set you straight if you still have more questions. So I am thrilled to be chatting today with my daughter-in-law. How often do we get to do that? This girl, I mean, the minute Melvin brought her home, I knew that she was going to be an amazing wife and mother. She just had the tender, this tender heart, this instant connection with the younger children. With me, we had a blast. I scooped her up and made her mine as well and hope that she is okay with that. So Caroline Batras is here. Caroline, good morning. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. So the boys are asleep so that we can yes, do this they interview. Are. They are. All right. So Caroline, um, she and Melvin married, I think it will be three years September. And, yes, three years in um, September. I can't even believe it. And last June the 20th, oh, they made me a grandmother without a name. We're still waiting for the boys to pick a name, and we're playing around with names. So if you guys want to vote on what my grandmother name, you just feel free to send us a message and hashtag, you know, Kathy Lee's grandma name. That'd be fun. So she has twin boys, Levi and Titus, and they are a handful. So we have been chatting. We chat all the time. It's hilarious. I don't know about any of you mother-in-laws out there, but I think I definitely talked to her more than poor Melvin um, once she came along. Uh, she and I kind he of would agree. He would agree, I know. He feels like the forgotten son. So um, we were chatting one day, and Caroline, she's one of those girls. Caroline, I hope you don't mind me describing you, but this is the way I see you. You're one of those women. You're not a girl, sorry. You're one of those women that's a natural. You're a natural with young children. I remember watching you with babies and scooping up our friends' babies, and you would just grab them and take them and change their diaper and feed them, and no big deal. So when we were chatting that day and you just made the comment of, wow, you thought it would be this easy breezy thing to become a mother because you were such a natural at it, and then you yourself were in for some shocks about the attachment, about caring for young kids. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's just let's start by telling people, you know, what did you think it was going to be? Before you had the boys, how would you describe your vision of motherhood and the bonding process? Well, like you said, like I'm a natural, and so like I have a lot of background with babies, and so my mom has six kids, and so I, you know, helped with a lot of the younger ones, and um, my sister has three kids and I was around them and I was there with her when she had them and I stayed a week and helped her, you know, take care of the babies and you go take a nap. And so, um, I thought, you know, I'm prepared, you know, I know what this looks like. I've been there since the babies come out of the womb and, you know, I'm prepared for what happens and what the next, um, days are like. And 
granted, I did, I did know what that looked like, but I didn't know what all of that looked like from my side of the story, what my story was going to be. And, um, you know, it was a lot more difficult for me, I would say, because I had two babies that I had to care for at the same time. Okay, and, I want to stop uh, you there because I think you're right. I think let's back up and remind people. So, of course, the obvious, you had double the shock when you had um, <laughs> two babies to care for. And you're right, I was similar. Degree in child development, I thought, I've got this. I mean, I am going to, like, rock this motherhood thing so easy. I don't right. know why these women can't get dressed. I don't know what their issue is, but I'm going to be able to handle this beautifully because I've been around babies my whole life and very similar backgrounds, had, you know, siblings that were much younger that I cared for. And um, and so I think many of us do that. Now, I have also talked to women who are like, I had no clue. I was never around babies, so they're terrified, and I'm not sure which is better, which is worse. I just think it is what right. it is. I mean, we all have these preconceived notions. I mean, it's just like labor. Um, my first several children were adopted, and so uh, everyone assumed when they would see me at the grocery store and I was pregnant that I already knew what I was about to encounter, but I had no idea because I had never done it from that side, being the one birthing the baby. And so mm-hmm. you have all these ideas of what it's going to be like and then experiencing it, like you said, from your side, your angle, your position is so much different. So let's do some more before, and then we're going to do reality. Just because I want to set the stage, and I want women to listen to this to go, oh, my gosh, that's so my story, or I can relate, or I can imagine. So let's talk before. Let's go back to before. Okay. Um, how did you imagine a mom's typical day to be, being with your sister, watching your mom? What did you think the day-to-day um, routine life of a new mom would be? I mean, Obviously, you have to have this baby on this awesome schedule because they have to be eating, you know, every two hours. And so it's just like the baby comes to you and you feed and you diaper it and then it goes back to sleep. And then, like, you know, everyone says, sleep while the baby's sleeping. Well, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, because (laughs) there's like a thousand other things that you have to do. Um, But um, I thought, you know, it's going to be this very restful process of, you know, I lay in bed and nurse the babies and um, we'll be able to, like, nap together. But, um, you know, and then be able to go throughout the house and get my chores done while the baby's sleeping. And, right. It is um, almost like you're way too young to remember Leave It to Beaver. But when I was young, Leave It to Beaver, <laughs> this mom of June Cleaver and her dressed in her pearls, and I think so many times – we almost, or I did, I can't speak for you, but I would fantasize about how this new mother role was going to be, and I would just, again, I would just, it would be an easy routine. The children would sleep and eat, and I would look great, and I would make dinner, and it would all be lovely, and I'd be in my little house, and it would be like playing house almost. That's kind of Correct. what I would envision um, it to be. So, all right, so one more before. Okay, so before you became a mom, were you guilty of judging your friends and how they did the new mom thing and kind of swear you oh, would yeah. do it differently? So do you have any, like, yeah. confessions, since we just are off this whole confessions podcast that I did, do you have any confessions of the way you judge moms that now you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe when they were a little bit older and um, when I was working in, like, a what, the restaurant scene and you were like, these kids coming out to eat and then, um, you know, you see the kids like making a mess 
and like throw in stress everywhere. And I'm like, I'm never going to let my kids do this. You know, they're going to be quiet at the restaurant. I'm not bringing my babies out to eat. You know, it's just going to be a nice, um, alone time. And my babies will not cry when I go places. <laughs> and so, now, Carolyn, yeah, right. I have, uh, yeah, I have been to eat with the boys, and um, I must say that might not be true. Oh, I did the same. I remember seeing people, like, bring their babies to events, like, to the movies, and I would judge them. I'm like, who does that? Like, what kind of loser mom takes your baby in the movie? And I can specifically remember having a three-week-old in the, you know, carrier uh-huh. at the movies. You know, definitely not baby one, but several babies down the road. I mean, did I did all the things that I would kind of snub my nose up at women for doing. Right. Um, so it is interesting this before. So I titled this, if you're just now joining us, I titled this podcast, Are You a Bad Mom? Um, that movie Bad Moms was out recently. And are you a bad mom? And if you don't bond with your children initially or if motherhood is not what you thought it would be, or, does that make you a bad mom if you're not loving it? I mean, if you thought you were going to have this, you know, fairy tale trip as a mom and now you're like um this is more like you know a nightmare does that make you a bad mom so i want us to talk about that caroline because i think many women have babies have these expectations and then let themselves down are let down feel as if they're a failure and really they're just experiencing what most moms do so let's talk about reality you had the boys last june again you had double so we probably are being a little unfair um, asking you these questions because you had double the trouble <laughs> and double the, you know, everything. But what was the reality? Let's go with bonding. Let's just start there. What was the reality of bonding with the boys? Um, you know, so they come out and, and it's like, well, that's your baby that you've grown inside you for these nine months. And, you know, obviously you're like, oh, that's my baby. And you love it because it's your baby. But it's not like, you know, I wasn't seeing, you know, heart eyes, you know, like I was still experiencing <laughs> the after, you know, the heart eyes emojis. That's exactly what I thought, that. the heart eyes emojis. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't seeing those um, because I was still experiencing everything that I had just gone through to get there. And then it was, you know, the recovery process of um, healing my body and then uh, Titus when it eat well and Levi was small and so I was wanting to make sure he was eating awesome and so it was constant worry and fear and you can't just focus on building this bonding because you're worried about everything else yeah it's almost like and it's funny because as you're sharing this where I'm thinking of you and the boys because I remember seeing you a couple times those early days but I also remember my own early mother parenting it is a balance of you want to sit there with these little sweet kumbaya moments with your baby and sing and nurse and it all be, you know, angels flying around you or birds in the air like in a movie. But the reality is it's almost, or for me, it was almost frantic at times of, you know, have I done everything? Are they okay? Um, did they get enough to eat? Did they sleep enough? Are they, they're still asleep? Oh, no, what does that mean? I mean, it did right. feel almost a panic of just making sure that the list was checked. 
that I did yes, at times definitely. just I couldn't enjoy the moment of baby mom and like you said I, I see that cartoon where the heart beats out of the chest I mean that's not how I think people expect it to be this Bonnie and you're uh, you do love them but it is this almost caretaker role takes over and that instinct of you know mama animal takes over and um sometimes will overshadow the bonding. Is that kind of what you thought, too? Yeah. Um, just because, like you said, you just go into this mode of um, making sure, you know, like mama bear, like making sure they're going to survive and thrive versus yeah. um, being able just to sit and enjoy. And everyone says sit and enjoy, but... Um, I just think that's very unrealistic because, you know, who has the hours in a day to sit and enjoy when you're trying to uh, make sure everything gets done as a wife and a mother and um, do all the laundry and, you know. And again, you had double, so I mean, I've watched you. You would get one nursed and down, and the other screaming and nursed and down, and it was—it's a constant, especially with two, just truly doesn't feel like you have any time. Now, I remember right when I first came to see you, babies were maybe a week old, you were showered, dressed, and I think I even remember you saying something like, I don't know why women think this is so hard. Look at me. I'm a week (laughs) out. I'm showered and dressed. I remember doing the same thing. And then what happens? Uh, Because we haven't talked about this, but it happened to me. I knew it would happen to you, and it did. What happens a couple weeks in? Like they woke up from that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like that first week we all think, and I think God does that for us because he knows we probably just give up if we don't have that little bit of time to right, okay. we're on adrenaline. And you're on that adrenaline rush of having the mm-hmm. babies and they're sleeping all the time. So you do feel like, oh, I can do this. And then all of a sudden they wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't showered in three days. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember experiencing I'm, that? I'm smelling so bad. <laughs> Yeah. When was the last time that I took that? Yes. No, I remember. And, again, you're just like, I never dreamed I would have these beings attached to me all the time. And even if you um, don't nurse and you feed with a bottle, because many of my babies were fed with a bottle being adopted, and it's still the same thing. It's still that sitting and feeding them. And the time it takes to get three ounces down a human is insane sometimes. You're like, how did it just take an hour to get you to drink, you know, three and four ounces? Right. Um, So that leads me into the, we mentioned the before, how you saw mom's typical day. Once you got into it, what did your typical day look like? What was the reality of your typical Non-stop. day? Non-stop. Non-stop busyness. Um, like you said, like, um, get one nurse, get one change, get one down, and then, you know, repeat over. And by the time that one's down, you have, like, 30 minutes to do something else or to take a shower real quick, praying that the shower noise doesn't wake up the babies. And uh, then, you know, sticking your head out of the shower like, oh, crap, I do hear a baby crying. And so, you know, <laughs> hurrying to get dressed and like, okay, here we go again. And so, um, you know, just constant repeat of that. And, uh, and where did that lead you? I mean, I think everyone can probably imagine where that led you, but where did that lead you, that cycle of just nonstop caring for two children in those early days? <laughs> Just tiredness and, yeah. um, you know, it almost can, uh, it's just 
almost like a, a trance or a hallucination of like, am yeah. I really doing this over and over? And it, it got to be so repetitive and so sleep deprived that I'll tell, I was telling my sister, um, you know, I was hearing like radio stations like tuned in into my head, like in the washing machine, when the washing machine was going, I was like hearing voices because I was just like so sleep deprived. And yeah. it was just like, you know, everything, it was just on constant repeat. And um, it is, it's like Groundhog Day gone bad. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, it is like the level of exhaustion. It is something that I don't think you can describe to people because it is such a different type of exhaustion. I always, um, when I'm talking to parents about um, child development and I say how they really need to experience it for themselves, I always talk about labor and early days of parenting because I'm like, you know, people can tell you, and they will, they'll tell you their story, but until you've experienced both of those things, you don't understand what they're talking about. But once you experience it, you're like, uh-huh, I will never forget that, yeah, that labor mm-hmm. and those early days of just, I remember too, I remember sitting in rocking chairs I mean, I, I couldn't even stay awake long enough, and I'm like, I'd wake up and think, did they, did they eat? Did they not eat? Did I change them? Did I not? Change? I couldn't even remember <laughs> what had just right. happened because the exhaustion was so much. And again, you had twins, so you're doubling everything that we are. Uh, you know, if we're listening to this or you know thinking about ourselves, the women listening, you're going, yeah, girl, but I got double. So we know your level of exhaustion. I remember seeing you a month or so in, and you were you were a different woman. You had lost. I mean, you really kind of were in a trance, like you said. You did just kind of go into this, I'd say funk, but it was this funk of uh, just being and trying to do, but um, thinking, I'm too tired to do it one more day. One more day is too much for me. Or that's, you know, what yeah. it seemed, which is, I think, how most of us feel. But we're, we don't want to say it because, again, we've longed for these babies for so long. We we think it's going to be one way, and, oh, my gosh, are we a bad mom if we admit this is maybe too hard or this is maybe too lonely or maybe too scary or maybe too exhausting. Does that make us bad? And we're not even sure we like these little people. I mean, they're kind of demanding. <laughs> and, and so I think that if we're honest, that's how most of us have felt at times. Tell me how it is now. They're they're getting close to one. I cannot believe we're about to have a fiesta coming up. How is it now? It's so awesome. Um, everyone um, that I can see around me going back and reading old messages and from you and just other friends, you know, they're like, if you can just, like, look forward to, like, the six-month mark or, you know, around that time, it gets so much better. And, you know, I can finally um, say that maybe not around exactly that time, but soon thereafter, it was just almost like a cloud was lifted. Mm. And it's like they don't they don't need you as much because my boys were, like, crawling. And um, since there's two of them, like, they go and crawl into their playroom and they play with each other. And they can, they'll sit there and play. And uh, Melvin and I were just talking how awesome it is that they just, like, they know where to go to the playroom and find the toys. And they just go in there and play, and they're happy. And, you know, I'm able to get things done, you know, while they're doing that, and I can feel accomplished. And then once my things are done, you know, I'm free to play with them throughout the rest of the day. And it's just very freeing and liberating once, you know, um, 
all those things happen because it's like, oh, okay, so I can go to the grocery store with both of them. That is doable. But just like at the beginning, it was like, I can't go anywhere with them. You know, like I always had to have somewhere. I will be a prisoner forever. (laughs) Yeah, because I had to have somebody go with me or somebody come watch them because it was just not doable in my mind. And, you know, I don't know about done it. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was thinking, I don't know about you, but I know for me, then you start doubting yourself. You're like, wait a minute. I thought I was capable of this. How am I the only one who's a loser here at this motherhood gig? I thought I was going to be the rock star. And and I, I think you just have to realize it is a season, and all of us go through that. All of us go through that. I can't do this. So we put on a fake face the one time we do go out, or we, we try and make it through. So I think if young moms are listening or expectant moms for the first time are listening, what do you what do you want to say to them now that you're almost a year in? What's a nugget you think would help them? Maybe something you wish somebody would have said, and maybe they did say it, but you didn't hear it. But what would you say to them? Um, there's so many good ones. <laughs> well, go for it. Give me, um, give me. Just um, you know, don't doubt yourself. You know, um, there's so many blogs and so many. Um, I was such a researcher and researched everything, all the best things. And um, just don't doubt yourself. You know, trust your instinct and trust your gut. And, you know, this is your baby that God's given you and that it was created in your womb. And you know, you know, you know if something's wrong. You know if you're, you know, you're doing it right. Um, and don't don't just fall pressure to all the mom shaming that's out there. Um, that, that's just been such, um, like a passion that I've had post having the babies is encouraging moms, you know, that are in like a church and circle group, you know, like it's okay. Like try a different, you know, if this isn't working for you, let's try something else because I feel like so many people are there leading up to the pregnancy and they're so excited and rubbing your belly and baby showers. And it's like, once you have the baby, like, bye. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you know, I want, I want you to come over and visit with me and hold my baby, you know, and, um, speak truth into my life and send me, you know, encouraging text messages. And a lot of people did that, but I also feel like a lot of young moms get like dropped in the wind because people don't know how to approach you know, then like, oh, they're so busy, they won't have time to talk to me. But a lot of young moms need that encouragement and need um, that support group. And Okay, um, young lady, you are giving me chills as you're talking. I <laughs> am sitting here, like, part of me is like proud mama over here of you. And <laughs> I'm thinking you just said probably one of the most important things I've ever heard a young mom say. Well, actually, you said lots. You're right. There's so many because you're saying them. I love that you said, if what you're doing is not working, don't be afraid to try something else. I can't tell you how powerful that is. That one piece of information, Caroline, that if women could hear, because I think you're right. I remember sitting with a young couple in Florida recently, and they were saying, I've researched this and I've researched that, and, you know, is it okay if I don't put my baby down until 9 because, you know, my husband gets home late, and but the books say that's wrong. And I remember saying, you know what, this is your family. You are this baby's parents. You get to decide. You know, if that works better for your family, do that, because then everyone's going to be better for it. Everyone's going to be healthier for it. So I love right. that. Then the second thing, I crazy love what you said, and you are so right. 
leading up to events, we are all there leading up, um, whether it's someone dying, whether it's a baby being born, whether it's somebody moving, but it is that after. Adoption's the same way. That after that we tend to think we're going to be maybe invading or intruding and we back off, but often that's when people need us the most. And if you are listening to this and you're not a young mom, but you're an older chick like me, get in there, get over there. I remember the best gift a mom gave me when I had Sarah. She came over in the middle of the day and she said, I want to sit and hold your baby for two hours while you go sleep in the middle of the day. And she sat and just held Sarah and I took the best nap of my life because I was in that exhaustion phase. And I thought, okay, I would have never thought about doing that, but what a powerful thing. She didn't talk to me. All she did was hold my baby so I could go sleep. And it was Amazing, one of my favorite gifts ever. So maybe that's what you can do if you're a mom listening. Maybe you you don't have um, a lot you feel to offer, but you don't feel comfortable sharing your story, but you could sit and hold a baby for two hours so a young mom could sleep. That would be powerful. So anything else, girl, my amazing daughter-in-law of wisdom (laughs) going on? I don't think that, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just... Just enjoy those moments because, like I said, it is so hard and you think there is so much to do. And I know that's, like, so repetitive and so redundant to hear somebody else say that. But it does go so fast. Like, I look at them and how they're walking now, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what happened to my Back little baby? It up. Like, yeah. where are they? And I ask them that all the time. I'm like, where did my little babies go? And, you know, you crave those moments of um, rocking and um, mm-hmm. just being able to snuggle because now they just want to, um, uh, you know, run free and not be anywhere near you, <laughs> you know, except when they want you at a certain time. But now, I, you know, Mom, I'm doing my own thing. Um, it is. It's our whole life what our job is to, to prepare prepare them to leave us. And at the same time, that's one of the most rewarding and heartbreaking jobs. Because by the time they're moving on, we want to grab and say, wait, we weren't quite ready. But at the moment, we're like, get out of my face. I'm done. (laughs) So when they're little, you're like, I can't do this one more day. But the minute they stop, you're like, no, no, come back. I was tricking you. I miss you. I want you back. Or at least that's what I do. I, you know, got three about to graduate high school. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that we snuggled enough. I don't know that we read Brown Bear four million times. I don't know that we... You know, saying that song enough at the time, I didn't think I could sing it one more time, but now I wish I would have sung it a hundred more times. Um, And it is, I think that's such a hard thing to, it's kind of like labor. We can say that a thousand times, Caroline, but unfortunately it seems often that we, until we experience it, we don't get it. And I wish, wish moms could get it. I wish they could get the time truly does fly and you blink your eyes, it seems, and they are getting married themselves and having their own babies. So I think this is going to help a lot of women. I think they're going to listen to this, and one, they're going to get, okay. You know, she made it through with two. I can make it. Um, Okay, I didn't bond with my baby instantly, but those emojis, those hard eye emojis showed up at some point, just like I know they did with you with the boys. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Me too. It does happen. It is that, and sometimes it's when you don't realize it, all of a sudden you look and go, oh, my goodness, you are mine. You are mine. You are mine. And I think God uh, is gracious and does that. So is there anything else you think we need to share with these expecting moms, new moms, that you think would be beneficial before we go? 
Um, just allow yourself a lot of grace mm. and allow um, God to come in and bless your heart and in all those moments where um, it's making me cheer up to say it. <laughs> and when you think um, you're not going to make it and this is like the hardest thing and the hardest worst day and just always remember, uh, just set goals for yourself and, um, you know, give yourself lots of grace and there will be a new day and a new blessing, and God always will come and, you know, bless your heart in another way because um, you'll say, you know, they're never going to do this. And then the very next week, you know, they're doing it. And, um, you know, God blesses your heart and blesses um, your sweet babies um, Mm -hmm. in ways that you never would expect. Well, let me say before we hang up that I have loved watching you grow as a mom, and I know we're early in, almost not even quite a year, but you are a joy to watch and a joy um, to have as a daughter-in-law, and I am honored that you were on this podcast with me, and I know you're going to help lots of moms. So love you, girl. I love you, too. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much, you guys. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you've gathered that by now. If you are looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.